Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of Kiddletube, where we talk fun stuff like movies, TV shows, and video games. My name is Jamie, and co-hosting with me is always the boy with the best hair in the business, Rory Kid. What up? Hello, Rory. Welcome to the special, special episode. There's a reason for this special episode. We'll talk about that later. But Why introduce- is it so special? Why is it so special? Because introducing for the first time ever, the golden god himself, Edward Ashcroft. Yay! Call me Eddie, please. Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> no, Edward, your formal name, your uh, given yeah, name, your you're, Christian you're, name. You're not my mother. Okay. That's a good point. Nip you're that not. in the bud. I got laughed at at work this week for referencing mum as my mother and i live in glasgow and naturally everyone in my office is like oh how posh are you calling your mum mother i'm like all right yeah why do you do that I oh no do i that. was i was talking to, <laughs> i was telling them a story about mum waking me up as a teenager and when i'm in trouble i get double named jamie adam and at that point i'm mm-hmm. calling mum mother if i'm in trouble do you really she's angry yeah mother but do you not put like a funny accent on when you're saying like mother like, i kind of do that mother no. Mother. 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 See, I go, Mother dearest. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. <laughs> you patronize me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, uh, you're meant to love your mom? <laughs> so this is a special edition episode. Eddie's joining us for this episode because it's short out of sequence. Yes. Um, Edward, tell us a little bit about yourself. Eddie, yeah. Who are you? Why are you here? And What's your favorite us, episode of the pod? And tell us about your haircut. <laughs> I like your haircut. So I'm a, a long time not listener, first time <laughs> attendee. Um, zero listener. Zero listener. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's nice to be here. It's, maybe this will make me pick it up, but... Hopefully. Not much You'll listen to this guy. one episode because you're in Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> M- much like many things. Yeah. If I'm in it, I'll watch it. Like Almost a vlog. such a narcissist thing to do. Quite like this yeah. episode should be. Seeing yeah. as it's about... About me. Yeah, 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 I like, I like myself. Um, yeah. I like what do myself. you do? What do you do? I'm an architectural assistant. Cool. Because I haven't qualified yet. It's oh. a slight technicality. When okay. does, when does if I start happen? calling myself an architect, then the whole RIBA comes down. Come down, down like a break. Oh, damn. I'm lucky. So, uh, it's a professional thing. Oh, okay, cool. Nice. I'm an architect. Um, architect. Yeah, I work in Aberdeen. And you're also a It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia enthusiast? Very big enthusiast. I've probably watched every episode once. Um, okay. So there's not a couple I've watched twice. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a big fan, though. Big fan? Big fan. Yeah, big you fan. strike me as Finally, a Finally, I remember trying to get you into this. For it a, took you a, a long, long time, time to get me into it, and I finally got into it, and I'm glad I did. Yeah. Um, I can't we'll probably get into favorite we'll characters, favorite yeah. episodes. Well, for those of you that haven't worked out yet, if you're listening at home, this episode, this special edition episode is about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, shout out sequence. Um, so there will be no news today. It'll go straight on to big topics and housekeeping very quickly. You can find us on Apple Music, SoundCloud, or Spotify. We upload a new episode every Monday morning. So if that fits into your commutes, give us a download. If you're being kind human beings, leave us a not-so-harsh review. And as Dennis Reynolds would say himself, we're a bunch of five-star men. I'm a five-star man! So hopefully give us some five-star reviews. Four and a half. Four and a half. <laughs> I'm a five-star man. Um, no one's five-star. Dennis Reynolds. That's a reference to the, the speed dating episode, everybody, if you didn't yes. know that. <laughs> Every joke you will say today on this episode is going to be Sunny related. If you didn't really watch Sunny, do it. Probably, well, listen to this episode, and if you think it sounds funny, go watch it. Do it. Or do it. don't listen to this because you won't find it funny. I mean, th- this, uh, this podcast has been. Cutting coke. Do it. <laughs> this podcast has been peppered with always Sunny in Philadelphia references from the start, um, from episode one up till whatever this one is going to be. So. If you don't understand that, that's where the humor comes from. Mm-hmm. That's where the references come from. I, re- I really liked your reference in episode three. That was a good one. Oh, you listened to that one, did you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. What was it about? Also known as stuff. Yeah. 
stuff. That was that was the key is stuff that? episode. Oh that, yeah, that episode about stuff we did. Episode three yeah. is actually our most popular episode. Is that the documentary yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah, stuff. 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 Oh. Documentaries are about a range of stuff. Clever stuff. True. What documentaries did, did we talk about again? Probably some. Um, who's that guy who's like got a new documentary coming out soon? Oh yeah. Oh him. Yeah sure. <laughs> we did talk about him. No, he's legit on the BBC at the moment. He's on Greg James's breakfast show tomorrow morning. Avid fan, you are, aren't you? Uh, is it Louis big, like the, Yes. Oh, is it? Louis yeah. Through. Yeah. Oh, all right. No, we didn't talk we about didn't Louis Through. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about Louis Through. Documentary didn't talk about Louis Through. We, we, we mentioned him. him. We were talking we about, about making a murderer. We are talking about accessible uh, documentaries on Netflix, really. And which also of, brings us back to... But like Louis Through is BBC, so for the UK, that's way more accessible than Netflix. True. C'est la vie. If you have a TV license, which I do not... Cam pays for that. Hi, Cam. Hi, Cam. Hi, Cam. So sad you're not on this episode. Roy's sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I was sunny in Philadelphia. For those who don't know what the show is, shame on you. You should have watched it by now. Um, a brief synopsis for those to introduce the podcast. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a sitcom that first premiered in 2005. Bloody hell. Yeah. Didn't realize that. It has now Still? reached... Yeah. It's now reached its 12th season. It was created by Rob. 13th Mac- season. 13th season, sorry. Yeah, I've not seen it's the 13th. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've not seen it. Um, not on Netflix yet. Waiting for it to Netflix. Somebody say it's not binge. accessible. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was created by Rob McElhenney. Yeah. Is that you say his name? McElhenney. McElhenney. Uh, Glenn Howerton and Charlie Day, all whom star alongside Caitlin Olsen and Danny DeVito. The series follows the exploits of, in quotes, the gang, a group of debauched, nihilistic, self-centered, Politically incorrect friends who are on the Irish bar Paddy's Pub in South Philadelphia. The nicest bar in all of South Philadelphia. Paddy's Pub. Paddy's Pub. Damn classy. Damn classy. So the amoral position uh, the show takes, uh, many people have compared it to Seinfeld. Um, shows like that, that are full of like narcissists. Yep. But Seinfeld never really had its characters get addicted to crack. Or fa- uh, file false police, <laughs> or file for false police reports, or threaten people at gunpoint, or irrationally sell alcohol to minors, <laughs> or slowly, slowly degrade a priest. <laughs> yeah, or slowly just ruin a priest's life <laughs> over the course of thirteen seasons of an episode of uh, thirteen seasons. What's his name again? Cricket. Cricket. Rickety cricket. Rickety cricket. Rickety cricket. <laughs> anyway, real, real name Matthew. <laughs> So anyway, it's always done in Philadelphia is the little show that could, uh, I mean that as in it's a sitcom whose pilot was actually shot on the ultra cheap. The rumor was it cost them $200 to shoot the pilot. Well, they've kept the original introduction where they just drove around Philly with a video camera. At night. And that's their intro. Yeah. Um, it's come a long way. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's come a long way since the beginnings and it's since been renewed for its 13th, we just talked about that, and 14 seasons. Uh, and it will eventually become the longest-running live-action sitcom in terms of se- of seasons in TV history. In an, TV history or American history? I think mm, I've because got, I'm pretty sure we've got a lot of BBC stuff that's been going on for a lot of seasons. Well, The Simpsons yeah. is longer. No, no, like unless they don't do them in seasons. What do you mean, like yeah, like stuff like uh, the soaps, Corey, yeah, that. soaps, the soaps, Blue that. Peter, that's a different. That's a sitcom. soap. Oh, okay, Blue Peter. Yeah. No. No, no, no. Nah, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's like a kids game show. It's yeah. not even a game show. Kids is it? game show. <laughs> oh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. It's kind of like a, an adult's game show. Adult, adult kid game it's show. Totally, it's adult Blue Peter. <laughs> 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 
okay, so let's talk about the cast. Cool. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go into the history. We should go into the history about how the show came to be. But, but no, let's do that first. So okay. it started in 2005, yeah? And I think we only know the kind of details of the history because we've become so attached to the show. It was written, produced, and created by Rob McElhenney. Yes. Uh, who plays Mac on the show. Yes. Uh, I will listen <laughs> no, to I, so yep, I listened to a <laughs> podcast a couple months ago. I can't remember who was interviewing him, but it was being interviewed. And I think it was run about the time season nine or 10 was about to be released. And Rob McElhenney talked about um, the struggles of trying to become an actor in LA. And that's why they basically went out and tried to do it themselves. He's got a pretty kind of interesting background and you can see why it's all based in Philadelphia yeah. and why it hells back to his roots. It's kind of a parody of, of Mac's childhood growing up in Philadelphia. Um, the story of Rob McElhenney, he basically moved to New York after school. He went to Catholic school in Philadelphia and, uh, Left that, went to New York, uh, claimed he was a student at NYU for a year to get free accommodation. He wasn't a student. He was just living <laughs> nice, with a bunch of friends. Nice. 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 And to quote him, he had to get out of New York and move to LA to become an actor because he was taking too much drugs. <laughs> yes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> class. What a, what a class guy. Being there. <laughs> <laughs> Being there. Oof, yeah. Too much drugs. So much cowpaw <laughs> in the system. So much cowpaw and neurofilm. <laughs> oh, Thank neurofil. God you're only allowed one packet of paracetamol. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is two. So he moved out to LA and he joined uh, a company um, to be represented with an agent. And his agent also seemed to represent Glenn Howerton and Charlie Day. And that's how they met. The three of them decided, you know what? It's really hard to make it in Hollywood, so we'll, we'll do it ourselves. So uh, Rob McElhenney wrote the pilot for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, originally titled... It's Always Sunny on TV. Yep. And it was going to be about uh, struggling actors trying to make it work in Hollywood. Uh, they filmed it along with another guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, and then they reworked it so it was based in Philadelphia. And it was about three of them plus Dennis', Dennis sister, Sweet D. Well, she wasn't in it originally. No, and she was supposed in to the, be the moral the set. Yeah, she was supposed to be the moral center of the show. In an interview with Caitlin, o- Caitlin... Uh, Olsen. No. Olsen? In an interview with her, she said that when they had already done the pilot, but it was the three of them, and it was the Charlie has cancer scene where Dennis goes to go pick up a basketball. And Charlie's oh, yeah. like, I just found out I have cancer. <laughs> and Dennis is like, I mean, if you, we can talk about it if but, you want. But was, well, you know, I mean... It's got me. Oh, you want to you want to talk about it now? <laughs> I kind of I kind of need the basketball. <laughs> so they that was the pilot that they did, and then they showed Caitlin and gave her a script, and all the script said was, Charlie says something funny, Dennis says something funny, Max says something funny, Sweet D says you guys, and that was it. Was that it? That was it. Okay. <laughs> she had to. Her audition was reading Dennis's lines from the scene. All oh, right, okay. But then when they actually gave her a script for one of the episodes, all her lines were, were you guys, and everything else was ad-libbed. That's crazy. <laughs> I remember, um, well, basically in this, in this interview with Rob McElhenney, he said she was hired originally to be the, the moral reason for the show and quickly descended into one of the, the deviants One as of well. the worst. I one of the worst. The worst. <laughs> and it was because he said, like, seeing her on screen and seeing her act, was she, Mac thought, well, sorry, Rob McElhenney thought she was, he was, she was, one of the funniest things he'd ever seen in his life. He quickly married her. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. they're married, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. yeah. She she also didn't accept the job. She they, they offered her the part twice, I think. And she was like, this is a show that you're making yourself. 
my agent has other things that I want to go for that will get me paid now. And she said no, and she said no, and they offered her more money, and she said no. And then she didn't get that part and went, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. Kind of mirrors D in the, D in the show. <laughs> so yeah. we'll talk about the cast really quickly. If you, if you don't know the show, again, shame on you. We'll start with Mac, also known as Ronald McDonald. <laughs> which is a great, a great which is revealed, reveal, in the, yeah. revealed in the High School Reunion episode. Played by Rob McElhenney, loosely based on himself and his, his think, life Yeah, they're all kind of based on themselves except Dennis. Except for Dennis. We'll get to that. Uh, Dennis Reynolds, played by Glenn Howerton, who is the sociopath of the show and is my favorite character, 100%. Dennis. Is, is he, he, is he a serial killer? Is he not? We don't nah. know. Yes. Yes, probably. Dennis does my head in. Borderline oh, schizophrenic. Yeah, bo- definitely, <laughs> definitely a schizophrenic. He's a sociopath. Yeah. Wouldn't trust him. Mm, okay. We'll get into the nitty gritties of it. But yeah, yeah. Um, Glenn Hartwitzim has asked. So most of the, the lead characters were named after themselves and were playing parodies of themselves. Glenn Hartwitzim's famously come out and said, I try to distance myself so much from my character because he's a monster. And that's why he's the only one in the show other than Sweet D that is not called... After, him, yeah, after himself. After himself. You got Charlie Kelly, who plays is played by Charlie Day. He's the, the wild card of the bunch. Wild card. Wild card. Bitches. Uh Deandros, Sweet D Reynolds, Caitlin Olsen, also uh, previously mentioned. Dennis's and sister. finally, running off the, the five step trio uh, five step group. Not trio, group. We got Frank Reynolds, played famously by the Quintet. The legendary actor, Mini Me himself, the penguin, Danny DeVito. What what an addition. <laughs> one addition. He came in, I think, on season two. Season two, yeah. yeah. Did it take that long? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't in season one at all. No? Season no. season two, he turns up, I think, I in, in Gugino's. And he goes... No, no, no. He, he, shows, he shows up... Um, in the bar? No. Uh, Caitlin Olsen. No, so was it, uh, Dennis and Dee are driving away from the pub at the beginning of the episode, and they run him over. Is that how he gets yeah. introduced? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's like their dad as well. Yeah, he's their he dad. He's their dad. Yeah. So Suppo- apart- supposedly, yeah. Well, Frank, uh, well, yeah. Danny DeVito <laughs> said he was a fan of the first season so much. He got in contact with Rob McElhenney like um, directly and said, "I want a part. Like, do you want, can I play a part?" And Rob and him met and hashed out what possible options could be to introduce Danny DeVito. And he was only available for like twenty days of shooting for the first season. It was in season two, yeah. so they had to shoot all the episodes concurrently. Um, while Danny DeVito was there, so everything was overlapping with each other. Oh, right. And the character of Frank is a relatively normal guy. He starts relatively normal. Starts, yeah, yeah. starts all right, and then... Because that one scene... Descends yeah, absolute then chaos. Then meets Charlie, and it's... <laughs> yeah, his, I don't know if it's the... <laughs> basically meets Charlie, and that's it. <laughs> Game over. I don't know if it's the same episode, but basically when he... Yeah, when he hangs out with Charlie and Mac <laughs> and go to the strip club, yeah, that's where you start to see who he really wants to become. Yeah. Mantis. Yeah. He wants to live in yeah. Mantis, Mantis Toboggan. toboggan. <laughs> MD. <laughs> he he loves living in squirrel and he loves hookers and just loves living in filth. Yeah. yeah. And he's it's a great addition to the to the group because he is he is a rich man and he's made money. He basically is the, the financial backer. Them. Well yeah, it makes he's, a yeah, lot of makes, the stuff believable. He, he's the financial he's backer of the group. It like makes a lot the story of Believable. A lot of the shenanigans that the group get involved with, he's basically finance, financially backing. Yeah. So they can get away with it. And it's one of the reasons why the comedy gets so ridiculous because they can now fund all the stupid things yeah. they do. And it makes sense. And you can't go, sense. well, people who own a bar can't do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it also makes sense that they can still survive without having any customers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so favorite characters all around. Who's your favorite character, Rory? I, I toss between seasons. 
Uh-huh. I I love Mac. Sure. You're currently wearing a Mac t-shirt. I'm currently wearing a Mac t-shirt. It I says have three Mac t-shirts. It says Detroit in the shape of a gun. Smoking gun. Smoking gun even. <laughs> Smoking barrel. And yesterday you No were, idea what it means. And yesterday you, you were also wearing a Paddy's Irish I was pub wearing t-shirt. A Paddy's pub Irish Irish pub t-shirt. So how many it's always sunny in Philadelphia t-shirts do you own? Three. Three. Four. Four. Ooh. Three Mac ones and a Paddy's pub one. Paddy's pub. My other Mac one is a uh, beer t-shirt. Where it's a bear with antlers and it says beer. R- read a trippy point <laughs> while putting stuff together for the episode. Apparently, Max T-shirts are all created by a family friend of Rob McElhenney and Caitlin Olson, and they wear them to promote them on the show. Yeah, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so like that's apparently it's a Philadelphia-based company that just make T-shirts. Like that's amazing. T-shirts, yeah. So I don't know where you got them. Are I they... got them from Amazon. Right. Okay. <laughs> Gilded T-shirts, whatever they're called. Oh, so they're cheap ripoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I might, yeah, I might get you one for Christmas. That might be your Christmas present. Thanks. Cool. I look forward to it. So you like Mac? I like Mac, but then sometimes I really like Charlie from his one-liners and the little bits that he has. And then, well, is, why don't we play Nightcrawlers anymore, Frank? Nightcrawlers, <laughs> his uh, his love for music, <laughs> the Dayman, the Day classic Man. episode. Um, but then also Frank in recent episodes, I've grown to really love because he's such a cretin of a man That's now. Right. My all right, cool. Um, Eddie, favorite character? I, I flip between Mark and Charlie too. I think. Do you? I can't decide. Really? It's See, like, it's like trying to pick between your two favorite. Dennis is my favorite character. I just know. No. And I think he has got funny parts to well, it. I, but think, I wouldn't I say think he's my this, favorite character. We talked about this a wee while ago. Um, because at the end of season twelve, again, spoilers. If you've not watched this, it's going to be full of spoilers. We're not going to we're not going to hold anything nope. back. Um, at the end of season twelve, it's highly implied that Dennis is leaving the show. Yeah. Um, because uh, I think in the real life, um, Glenn Harbison had a, a bit part, or no, a, a leading role in a, a drama called AP Bio. Yeah. Uh, Which and that was doing a season two for now. Yeah, it? and that was going to be taking up most of his time. And big debates sparked off about whether or not the show would work without Dennis. And I don't think it would have the same gravity and clout without him. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We haven't seen season 13 yet, uh, yeah. so well, we don't know... He obviously, yeah. what's annoying about social media nowadays is that we, he leaves after season 12, but we know he comes back because we've seen him all over Instagram and stuff. Mm. Yeah. But I don't know how he comes back or why, but, or how many episodes there are without him. S- save the surprise. Yeah. Save the surprise for save Netflix. Surprise. Dennis is definitely my favorite. And there's a couple of standout episodes that, that prove that. We can get into the, the gritty detail bits and then later on, I want to talk about specific episodes that we love. But I want to also move on to some of our favorite B characters. For example, we've well, already we mentioned, mentioned already Rickety Cricket. Rickety Cricket. Cricket. So Rickety Cricket was a priest who, what does Deandra do? Does she try uh, and... Dee tries to get him to leave the priesthood to marry her. Um, I can't remember why. No, I, can't I, can't remember. Remember. I think it was, was it a bet. Someone better that she couldn't marry a priest or something. Was it not that she was struggling to get a date? And she was like, that's maybe what it was. Something like, I can get anyone. And she just decided. Yeah. To get and Ricky priest. Cricket back in school used to fancy her. Yeah. So yeah. she was like, oh, that's an easy win for me. Yeah. And goes and, and tries to. She says to... it in, in uh, confession that <laughs> she loves him. Yeah. And then he comes into the bar later on and says, I've left the priesthood. She went, oh, you should not have done that. <laughs> 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 Which, yeah, cue, cue, I said that in confidence. Cue a series of events that spirals out of control and Cricket quickly becomes a. A junkie hobo living on the street 
addicted to crack, losing yeah. limbs, losing teeth, losing eyes. At one, say, yeah, at one point, he's in a wrestling match <laughs> and he gets a bin to the neck, <laughs> oh, which yeah. is a which then produces a huge scar. <laughs> God, it's gross. And he thinks, does it look like a dog's vagina? Maybe. But I got fucked by a dog in my scarf. <laughs> and then he also loses an eye. He loses an eye, yeah. Or he loses... Does he, he not lose, lose that the to eye. the... No, he does not donate the eye to one of the McPoyles. McPoyle oh, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Let's talk about the then, McPoyles. Uh, yeah. They're like the creepiest. They're, they're gross, awesome. aren't they? Uh, horrible. Him, the main McPoyle... Let's, like, okay, describe the McPoyles to me, Rory. They... Well, Mac described them as a pair of unwiped assholes. They feature... <laughs> The, feature, <laughs> the first episode they're in is the one where uh, they go, they tried they, tr- they do tryouts for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, based on the movie. They don't. Their brother does. What's the the movie called? Based on the movie with Mark um, Wahlberg. Invincible. Uh, Invincible is with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. With Mark Wahlberg. Hey, hey, how you going? Hey, you see my movie Invincible? Say hello to your mother for me, all right? Hey, goat, how you doing? Hey, have goat, you, have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy Samberg doing that. <laughs> so <Mark> good. <laughs> hey, donkey, you see my movie Invincible? <laughs> Do you like apples? Say hi to you. I love the guy. The guy introduces it. Oh, we're all here because of that film. Uh, that the that, the new kids on the new block kids on the block movie. movie. <laughs> we're gonna be Marky Mark. Yeah, uh, I, that, I don't think that's the first. I think they were in it before. They're that. in it before that. They're in it when uh, Charlie gets touched by the PE oh, teacher. Oh, molested. Charlie, Charlie gets Charlie molested. gets molested yeah. because yeah. the McPoyles come forward and say the PE teacher did that to them. Oh yeah, maybe you're right. And then Mac is really frustrated because he. <laughs> He never got he touched. Never got and touched. He felt like maybe there was something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> if so, Charlie got molested and the McPoyles got arrested, why didn't I get molested? <laughs> so the McPoyles are a family that live co- uh, like side by side, like the, the main gang, and they're all, almost an unlimited number of family members. They're all and inbred. All inbred. Yeah. All gross. A uh, couple monobrows between them. They love milk. Couple, Super love milk. Couple chromosomes short oh. of uh, a brain cell in yep. there. Uh, Mark, so Rob McK- uh, McElhenney's come out and said, I read a trivia point about this morning, the McPoyles are actually based in a real life family oh. um, that he grew up next to called Ooh. the McPoyles. They weren't creepy. They're called the McPoyles. Well, yeah, they were straight they weren't, up Oh yeah, they weren't, they weren't creepy and hillbilly, but they apparently were ridiculous in numbers because they were a traditional Catholic family. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So that's the joke. Condoms are a sin. It's condoms are a sin. Every <laughs> sperm is sacred. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got? Uh, side characters. Well, uh, Continuing with McPoyles, their little sister, she's the whole uh, one. The one that licks she, like, her licks lips all the time. And she's a mute. God, she's a mute, yeah. <laughs> Mac but, bangs her in the bathroom. It's <laughs> <laughs> Dennis not as well. I think they... Mac certainly does, because yeah. it's during the trial. Who's... Um, oh, no, it's during the Halloween episode. The Halloween the, episode. Uh, the, is it not a wedding, is it? Oh, no, uh, Dennis, Dennis bangs... Um, oh, at the bar in the toilet. Uh, Ponderosa. Yeah, but well, let's talk about Ponderosa. Uh, Ponderosa Maureen yeah. and her brother. Maureen and Bill. Bill Ponderosa. <laughs> <laughs> Maureen and Bill. <laughs> I just got that. I just got that. <laughs> Maureen, Maureen and Bill come into it because Dennis is looking for love and so is Dee. And these are two characters that they found attractive in high school and then come back into it as adults. <laughs> Maureen quickly falls for Dennis and Dennis quickly falls for Maureen. Bill Ponderosa put on a ton of weight since high school. Yep. D's not interested anymore. D's not interested. 
And then uh, there's there's uh, actually the the de- the decrease of Bill Ponderosa from there as well. Yeah. Where he becomes a crack he, he becomes no, cocaine a addict. Cocaine addict. He gets divorced from his wife. He tries to steal his kids at one point. <laughs> and he starts leaving Madi. Yeah. On the side anyway. One of my favorite scenes. Uh, and Cam. Cam will love this reference. When Dee accidentally realizes that she's kidnapped Bill Ponderosa's kids, <laughs> she walks in to the bar and Uncle Jack is there, uh, Charlie's, Charlie's uncle, uncle, who's a, who's a, he's also a lawyer. <laughs> he's a lawyer and a pedophile. <laughs> and Dee comes in and goes, Dee goes, I think I've just kidnapped Bill's kids. And then, and then, and then Uncle Jack goes, are they in a confined space at all in a crawl space <laughs> no have you touched them yet <laughs> <laughs> and it flicks to d and dennis and glenn howerton can't keep a straight face in that scene <laughs> and they've kept it in the show he's like <laughs> i love it we'll talk so about good. uncle jack then who's uncle jack uncle jack is charlie's uncle who is his, on his mother's side on his we don't side. know who charlie's dad is it might be frank <laughs> it might be frank yeah <laughs> It's also implied heavily that Uncle Jack is definitely a pedophile. Uncle Jack is definitely a pedophile from little things that he says during... Also, Charlie's incredibly uncomfortable around him all the time. He comes to Charlie so much. Yeah, (laughs) Charlie's uncomfortable around him. During the uh, molested episode, they they give Charlie a doll to point at where, where he got molested. And he goes to point at the buttocks of this doll. And Uncle Jack goes... (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and charlie gives him like a double take like shut the fuck up man. <laughs> he's also addicted to the size of his hands yeah, yeah. yeah. he thinks they're really small he thinks they're really small goes around with big fake hands on <laughs> who else have we got who's who's frank's on on again off again girlfriend oh uh these friend yeah Artemis. Artemis. Artemis, the oh, actress. And they go and eat trash in the bin. And yeah. <laughs> she did something. They do it in the dumpster. With a, with a hamburger bun <laughs> yeah. that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> um, who else we got? Side characters. Uh, we have... The shyster lawyer. The lawyer, yeah, the Jew lawyer. Oh, <laughs> <the> poor guy. <laughs> um, who else have we got? Uh, Country Mac. Country Mac is a special episode. Played by Sean... William Scott. William Scott, Stifler himself. Features in the episode Mac Day. Mac Day. That's a good episode. Um, (laughs) Any other characters you want to talk about? Side characters? Off the top of my head, no. Not really, no. Can't think of anyone. Cool, let's talk about favorite episodes. Um, I've listed so many here. I think I've got mm, possibly about 15 episodes I've picked out just from... Yep. All 13 seasons, or 12 seasons, really. Um, what's your favorite episode, Rory, if you've got one? Uh, for a long time, it used to be the Dayman episode, when Charlie writes a musical. Oh, the musical episode? Yeah. Okay. Not the, it's not a musical episode, that he, uh, like in, I think it's season 10, where they're all just, they turn black. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's, that is a musical episode. This one's just Charlie writes a musical and it's my called, favorite part is when he comes in. I think it's just called Charlie Writes a Musical. No, it's called The Nightman Cometh. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's season four, episode 13. So you're, and, uh, can I read the synopsis? We're yeah, going to talk about it. Yeah. Cool. The synopsis of the epi- this episode. Charlie's tossed off song about the Nightman and the Dayman from the Sweet D's Dating a Retarded Person episode, which we need to talk about as well because that's maybe my favorite episode. That's a good one. Um, is expanded into a full onstage musical with the gang helping to mount a twisted little fairy tale about a boy who keeps getting molested by supernatural creatures. <laughs> the comedy is in the production rehearsals where folk keep missing their marks, botching their lines, 
and annoying the director by pointing out how many rape, how much rape is in this place. <laughs> <laughs> it's both, it's both a crackerjack bit of backstage farce and a peek into the psyche of the show's saddest, loopiest character, Charlie. Charlie. Poor Charlie. I love, I think probably the whole story of this episode is great, but what was that? Extra B character. Charlie's girlfriend, the waitress. Oh, the oh, waitress. The How waitress. can you forget the waitress? Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, this, I mean, the whole musical is written to try and it's woo the waitress. Yes, it's literally... This brings me to my point at the start. It? Yeah, he proposes <laughs> at the end. But the, sorry. Uh, sorry. at the start, he sings a little song and says that he wrote a musical. And then all the gang just go, Why? <laughs> who are we doing this versus who's the target <laughs> who, who's this for no, just, no one just writes a music yeah, there's yeah. always a point what's your point Charlie he's like there's no point I just wrote a musical yeah. turns out there is he, yeah. wants to, he wants to propose to the waitress so the, waitre- the waitress who's introduced I think maybe in episode one or two it definitely is episode one because it's the black and gay episode oh, I thought, where no, D dates I, a black man who uh, happens yeah. to be gay in it's her called, it's called the gang get racist yeah, yeah. <laughs> now when you say your brother do you mean your brother or like a friend? <laughs> <laughs> so the waitress, I can't remember who, or Nate, the actress that plays her, but she's also married she's, to Charlie in real she life. She is now Charlie's wife. Which yeah. is she the actually, gag. Yeah. yeah, that's the gag. Is that they're Mother, actually married in real life. Speaking of wives, Dennis, Glenn Howerton's wife features in the episodes as well. We'll get there. We'll in, get there. All right, okay. There. I've got but all this is, out. All right, okay, we'll get there. So the waitress played by... Listen and you will find out. Yeah. <laughs> the waitress played by Charlie's actual wife who's introduced in the first season, uh, is Charlie's basic love interest. And it's like the MacGuffin for most of his shenanigans. He stalks her. He stalks her. He preys on her. Yeah. It's he, a little bit creepy. He breaks into her house and does stuff. Full-blown obsession. Yeah. I feel a blown obsession with her. You never actually find out her real name. No. She's always referenced to as the waitress. Yeah. Do you not? No. There's one sure? point where Dennis gets a phone call. And <laughs> totally. he's, he's going, Who? Who? Just say waitress. <laughs> <laughs> sworn you found out her name at some point <laughs> no so the night man cometh the musical we're talking about in episode, season four episode 13 uh yeah charlie's written a musical and at the end of it you, you discover the whole plot is to try and propose to the waitress because it's about him yeah. exposing his feelings and thoughts to her who he invites as a special guest to sit at the top yeah yeah the the story of the night man let's just yeah, well, break we that go to the story bit. of the musical shall we okay, yeah sure so it starts off with a baby boy Baby blue boy. Baby boy. Little boy. Played by Dennis. And a princess who works in a cafe. <laughs> hint, hint. Played by Deandra. Played by D. Sweet D. And they have a little strange song called Baby boy, tiny boy, little boy, I miss you. Or whatever. Oh, and then so D is quite upset because it sounds like she wants to bang this little tiny baby boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the idea of the boy is that he grows up and becomes a man and then as a result of becoming the man he is becoming the day man who fights the night man and the night man is played by mac who in this has cat's eyes wears a black <laughs> gi yes. and karate chops his way across the stage <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't go for laughs he goes for gasps <laughs>, laughs are cheap <laughs> uh but in order for so the night i can't figure it out the night man has to possess the boy in order for the boy to become the day man i think that's yeah the but theory behind it basically yeah. he rapes him basically, <laughs> yeah. it's what happens on stage yeah. yeah that's basically what happens on stage and in order to do that he has to pay the, the troll, troll toll <laughs> to get into the boy's soul <laughs> no. and danny and devito, danny DeVito plays, Frank the troll. plays the troll <laughs> who 
wants to insists on doing it naked because that's what they used to do in the 60s and everyone had a lot of sex. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he says, you have to pay the troll toll to get into this boy's hole. Instead of troll. Instead of soul. Soul, yeah. Yeah. He he elongates the S on boys (laughs) and then says soul. (laughs) So he has a little song about paying the troll toll. And then the night man pays the troll toll and then gets in bed with the boy and says, give me that leg, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next morning, he's the day man. Played by Dennis. Played by Dennis. Cue the song. And a really good song. Day Uh, man. Uh Fighter of the night man. Champion Uh of the sun. You're a master of karate and friendship for For everyone. everyone. Day Day man. I'm not, that clued up. No, I'm, you're not, not that clued up. I'm not that clued up. That's one of the reasons why I love the original episode, Sweet D's Dating a Retarded Person. That's where the Dayman song comes from. Let's talk about that episode. Um, Sweet D is dating a retarded person. Quick, that's quick uh, tangent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's season three, episode nine. So the title actually refers to the B plot of the episode because it's not the main focus. No. Uh, where D lets Dennis's insults get under her skin and starts scrutinizing her rapper boyfriend, Lil Kevin. <laughs> Little Kevin. Um, <laughs> Kevin. To figure out if he's actually mentally handicapped or not. The arguments for this consist of, well, he lives with his mom. Yep. He drinks juice boxes. Yep. And he hugs really hard. And he, yeah. 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 He's really strong. <laughs> really strong yeah. hugs. And he loves cartoons. But the real action of this episode happens when the guy decide to form a rock and roll band. Yeah. And uh, that band then splinters off into factions over disagreements about everything they want to do, including their name. Frank favors the pecan sandies. The pecan sandies. <laughs> which he swears is a double entendre. <laughs> uh, what what is that an entendre? You know, nuts. I don't know. Sex. <laughs> uh, in the larger Sunny mythology, though, this episode is pretty important because it introduces the idea of Charlie being an illiterate simpleton. However, he's also secretly a musical um, prodigy. Yeah. Um, who writes sex? You can play piano? It just makes sense. It just makes me. sense to me. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a musical genius. And then, yeah, and then he writes the sexually charged prog rock song that uh, eventually becomes The Night Man Cometh. Yeah. However, originally, they all have different ideas of what the band is. Mac wants them to be called like Acid Rain or something. Acid Toilet. Acid Toilet. Acid Toilet, yeah. And Charlie wants to dress up like. Bob, Bob Dylan. Dylan and Dennis wants to be a glam rock 80s and Frank band. Frank wants to be in a suit. A 1950s doo-wop group. And the original Nightman song is really funny. Well, when they write it... Because Den- Max playing chords, Frank's going mental on the drums and Charlie's just like, Oh, Nightman, you come into my life, Nightman, and you come inside me. I try to scream, but you come inside me. And then I become the day man, the passionate, passionate night man. <laughs> yeah, they all stop and they all look at each other. What the hell was that about? The expression of dying to be on space. So good. So I can't remember what happens. Does Charlie get chucked from the band? No, what happened was they bring in Dennis as a. F- yeah, Charlie gets chucked. And then they bring in Dennis to be the front man because Charlie's writing about rape. And uh, Dennis brings this whole glam rock element to it. And Frank and Mac Mac decide this isn't what we want. 
So yeah. they chuck Dennis out the band. And then Dennis goes to find Charlie. Yeah, so Dennis goes to find Charlie. And <laughs> he's, Charlie's he's sniffing sniff, paint. Sniffing paint in his, in his bedroom. He's, <laughs> he's hurt because he's been dropped from the band. Living, living in a world of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> and so Dennis inspires him to write a new song. And that's where the Dayman song like, comes from. Let's get some daylight in here. Um, and he just, what I love is, he's on his like Casio keyboard on his yeah. coffee table. And he just hits generic drum beat that goes. <laughs> and it's a chord. Dayman. Oh. <laughs> and then Dennis starts going, because ah, he loves his 80s glam. <laughs> Fighter of the night, man. Is he not totally cutting about in glitter? He's got a uh, spandex on spandex, with yeah. a jock strap on. Yeah. Uh, for me, that's when I, I can, it kind of really hit home for me. Season three. This is an episode in season three. Yeah. That this show had so much potential. Yeah. And it was like South Park. They were going to start weaving in elements into future episodes that would always reference past episodes. Yeah. That's why there's so much lore behind this, I think. There's so much... They've done a really good job of yeah. referring back to old episodes. There's so much season. history. Yeah. It's almost too believable sometimes <laughs> that these people could actually be real. Yeah. Like horrible, oh, yeah. horrible yeah. real people. Um, what if they are? What if they are? That's a great episode. That's one of my yeah. favorite episodes. And they do make a point now to just take the piss out of everything and anyone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is another South Park trait. Kind of have to, though. Yeah. If you're doing that, you have to, don't you? Yeah. And Eddie, you got a favorite episode? Anything you, you want to mention? Not really, but do you know one? That, I don't know the name. One that sticks in my mind. I had a real good laugh at <laughs> the, the poo episode. <laughs> Who oh, pooped the bed? Um, <laughs> Who pooped the bed? Yeah, Frank. <laughs> Is that not the Frank intervention episode? Poop's funny. No, it's it's a whole episode about. Uh, <laughs> it's just this like shit keeps appearing everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> I don't know who's doing the shit. They're the, all standing in the bar, and, like just out of nowhere. There's like a shit on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> like, the whole episode starts with Charlie and Frank coming into the bar arguing, and it's like, and then they're like, <laughs> yeah, "What are you arguing why? about?" He's like, "Frank put the bed. No, I didn't put the bed. You put the bed." <laughs> And then, and then the gang suddenly goes, well, we have to come to the bottom of this. We yeah. have to figure this out. Oh, and then, then the and cute then Artemis comes in as a, a detective, as a detective who isn't a part of their group. So she's like, yeah, uh, uh, she's like independent. Claro. She's like a detective. And yeah. It's like almost like a Sherlock Holmes episode yeah. parody in where she comes and goes, well, this is what happens. And she goes through all the backstories yeah. about how everything's intertwined. Yeah. And then, and then the so appears. they try, they do experiments where. Uh, Dennis and Max sleep with the them bed. and they try to see because of the crevice <laughs> who's doing it rolls yeah who's doing the poop <laughs> and then Mac wakes up and discovers there's been and there's been another incident <laughs> then at the end it's just Frank it's, just, it, Frank. it's just Frank just Frank why because poop's funny <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I've got an episode I want to talk about which yeah. I think is actually your favorite episode because you talk about this the most you also post about this the most okay what do you think it is uh, season eight, episode nine, the gang dines out. The gang dines out. Oh, the Gugino's episode. Yeah. What makes this episode the finest? <laughs> all of a sudden, uh, episode to date. You think this is what I've written? It's all about the simplicity of its plotting. Mac and Dennis enjoying their monthly dinner together find themselves going to Gugino's. Uh, Gugino's. Gugino's. Uh, on the same night as Charlie and Frank. The who classiest are... restaurant in all of <laughs> South Philadelphia. Dining there at the same night as Charlie and Frank who are celebrating their anniversary as roommates. Oh, and Dee's there too, eating alone on a Groupon voucher. Desperately, <laughs> <laughs> desperately trying to find a way not to look so pathetic. <laughs> yeah. The conflict happens between the two pairs and explodes like fireworks while Dee spirals endlessly in her attempts to find anyone who will provide her temporary companionship. Toasts are made, <laughs> troops are praised, 
unspeakable acts involving Chrissy Orlando and a trampoline are spoken of. Oh, yeah. And Frank naturally threatens to pinch someone's dick off with a lobster claw. <laughs> I'm going to throw hot soup in their face. But there's also that scene where the Char- scene Charlie, where and, Charlie Mac, and Mike lock eyes. <laughs> which has become like a meme in itself. Like that, that trended online so much. Yeah. Of the two of them seeing each other. Max, Max staring at me. What do I do? Charlie's staring at me. Yeah, dude, what are you doing? Looking at Charlie's looking right at me, dude. Stop it. <laughs> and they just have this like 20 second stare at each other looking really bemused and surprised that none of them, like they're really good friends, but they're not allowed to talk to well, each Den- other. Well, Dennis is enraged that Mac, uh, no, Charlie and Frank haven't paid tribute. tribute. Yeah, it them. all starts with paying tribute. Patriot yeah. sending it's, a drink across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I think it starts with they don't pay tribute, but. Uh, what well, Frank, Frank sends them? We'll, a, we'll this, send them the house red. No, no. Frank sends them the most the expensive, most expensive bottle of wine in the yeah. restaurant, and Dennis thinks Dennis it's, proceeds to pour it into the, the into wine the ice bucket yeah. <laughs> and looks at them. And, and so, in response, Dennis sends them one glass of wine yeah. <laughs> yeah. to share. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dee hasn't ordered yet because she's trying to get the waiter to join her <laughs> in order to not be alone, and she's yet yeah, trying desperately hard. So. That no one else recognizes who she is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hilarity ensues. Dennis gets more and more upset that their table is right next to, right the, next kitchen, to the kitchen. Uh, wants Mac gets to be in the room and, and, and focus We're on their, their lovely talk. dinner. Yeah. Trying to have their dinner. Mac um, wore two colognes that day. My, my <laughs> <laughs> put on his finest polo shirt with a tie. Polo shirt and a tie. <laughs> and, uh, Dennis gets up at one point and sings a song to Mac. Well, this is after. So... Den- Max, Mac is upset because Dennis doesn't listen to him and what he- his needs are. And Dennis tries to explain to him. Oh, no. Dennis tries to give him a compliment and says his hair looks good. And then Mac, Mac insists that he's just going to leave and join Charlie and Frank because they're better friends than him. Uh, yeah. And then it was a retaliation from Frank and Charlie, I think, where they give Sambuca shots to everyone in the bu- in the restaurant. Yeah, that's Sambuca. says, look around. People don't have Sambuca shots. They don't care about the troops. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're using these shots to celebrate the troops. We have a an army man in our mists. You know, the well guy dressed, dressed, dressed in yeah. the veteran, uh, veteran's costume, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Dennis's reaction to that is to go up on the microphone and talk about how there is a hero here tonight. And without him, I wouldn't have been able to do a double jackknife twist on a trampoline. While going down, while on, going down on Chrissy, Chrissy Orlando. Orlando. <laughs> that same night, which I did. It was good. It was fine. It wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> I looked a asshole a little bit as well. <laughs> and then he sings... Uh, you are the wind beneath yeah. my wings. Don't you know that you're my hero? Because you are the, the wind beneath my wings. And he, and he prompts everyone to clap. <laughs> and then, uh, sits, then he sits down. Sits down and Matt goes, that was great. But anyway, back to my thing. No, Matt goes, that was great. Who was that for? Yeah. For you, like, dumbass. For you, yeah. <laughs> so oblivious. That's uh, a really good episode. Yeah, one of my favorites. And it's a bottleneck episode. Yeah, but that's what they call which, bottleneck episodes, yeah. Which, now that I think about it, a lot of their bottleneck episodes are my favorite. And this brings me on to one of their most recent bottleneck episodes, which is the scratch card episode. So I've got that written down. Let me do this synopsis because it's this is probably my favorite episode from the last season, season 12. It's called Hero or Hate Crime. Yeah. Uh, Hero or Hate Crime question mark. This hinges around the owner of a winning lottery ticket, 
a falling piano, and a few offensive slurs. It's one of my favorite episodes of all time. Uh, the revelation of Dennis making deposits with a barely legal convenience store employee is fairly humorous. A deposit is a load, right? Yeah, a load. <laughs> <laughs> and that any further exploration of Dennis's sexual depravity is very humorous for me. Uh, that and Mac finally coming out as gay after the discovery of the Ass Blaster 3000. Yes. <laughs> Never stop pounding. Never stop pounding. <laughs> so yeah, this is a really, really good bottleneck episode. It almost yeah. consists entirely in a legal clerk's office. Yeah. And they're arguing over who owns this lottery ticket. Who owns ticket. a scratch card that yeah. no one knows if it's a winner yet. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's an unscratched scratch it, card. Yeah. Uh, so. Keep talking. I'm gonna go the, uh, the episode uh, starts with Mac and Charlie walking down the street and Mac talking about how his glutes are sore <laughs> from working out so much. <laughs> and then Charlie goes, Oh, dog shit. And he steps in some dog, <laughs> dog shit. <laughs> uh, and then, and then, uh, D falls over or something or trips and drops her bag. The scratch card comes out and floats across the street. Mac yeah, yeah. sees it and goes, Oh, a scratch card, card. picks it up. A uh, series of events happen where these people that are pulling a piano into a flat or from a flat, the rope breaks and falls towards Mac. Frank sees this happen and goes, look out, faggot! <laughs> <laughs> Which is so wrong in itself nowadays, yeah. ever. And uh, Mac turns around. You see Charlie turn around to look at Frank. You see Dennis and Dee look around. Yeah, you see yeah, a yeah. small boy with a balloon <laughs> turn around look and look. Around. <laughs> and then Charlie runs up to Mac, kicks him in the chest with his shitty foot <laughs> uh, and saves him ultimately. And then you see them later on. It, it's a smash cut basically to this clerk's office. It's the same one. It's the same, um, same lawyer, isn't it? Uh, they go through a lot of lawyers. <laughs> they go yeah. through three. They start Another off with a female lawyer. A blonde... Oh, no. They start off with a... A male lawyer, I think. Well, they quickly go through the lawyers because they realize the lawyers aren't as depraved as they are and don't understand. Yeah, they're trying to figure out who owns the scratch card. Yeah. And the first lawyer says, all I'm going to yeah, say yeah, is we're yeah, going yeah, to do yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. in a respectful and clear way. And then the next scene is a new lawyer. New lawyer. And she is a black lawyer. Yeah. This will this will help a joke later on. <laughs> it's 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 such a simplistic idea for an episode, and I think it's one of the ones. Every time they have a bottleneck episode that's that's tightly written in one environment, I find they're usually the better episodes. Yeah, uh, because it relies heavily on the written comedy and written by the three of them. Yeah, yeah. And it's one of the because I think in the later seasons now they have a writer. Yeah, yeah, they're hi hiring third party writers to write yeah. them, whereas up to this point they were writing almost every episode. Um, what was the gag you were talking about? Uh, the gag later on. So with this new lawyer, we find out it's Dee's uh, scratch card that she bought with Dennis's money that Dennis wants her to tip the cash cash girl. Who's 16 years old. Who's 16? I think it's implied she's 16. She's yeah. implied. Oh. And Dennis, <laughs> Dennis has been tipping her or using Dee to tip her every day so that she then knows that it's from Dennis and she likes Dennis. He's making hefty deposits so that eventually over time you make a withdrawal <laughs> <laughs> which sounds really bad and everyone knows it uh, and it's all about depositing his load and he wants to have sex with this small 
young woman. Is anyway, this, is this a good segue to move on to a different episode? No, no, we'll, we'll finish right, the yeah. episode. Yeah. Uh, they're all arguing that they own the scratch card because it was with Dennis's money, but yeah. D bought it, but uh, it Mac? Mac owns it, but Charlie saved Mac. But Charlie only saved Mac because Frank, Frank shouts out. What's he say? A slur, right? Uh, a, a slur. A slur. Faggot. He says faggot. Watch out, faggot! The ongoing joke in Sunny <laughs> is that Mac is a Max. closet homosexual. <laughs> and um, Closet, but no longer closet. He comes out. Yeah, and yeah. he comes at the end of this episode. Uh, but only because... Long story short, she says, if, if this is a bigoted word and an offensive word to you, then you must see yourself as gay. And then Matt goes, oh, I'm gay then. I declare as gay. <laughs> I declare as gay. <laughs> I declare as gay. <laughs> well, it also comes off the back of they discover They Max, discover the ass pounder for uh, secret bicycle machine in the spare room, which actually has a built-in dildo wrapped <laughs> into the... But it's uh, not a dick. Into the seat. It's a fist. <laughs> it's a fist, yeah. <laughs> built into the seat. Yeah. Like he calls uh, it a splatter 5,000. 3,000, 3,000. So we find out that it's not, just a, it's not just a bad word. What a faggot is, is... A collection, the, of, a collection of sticks at the top of a... A pyre, which uh, is a burning pyre. Yeah, which is what you would burn gays with in the old times. Yeah. So when you call someone a faggot, you want them to be burned at the stake. Yeah. And everyone which really, is really yeah. dark. Really yeah. dark. Very dark. So don't it's also true. Yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, so Mac declares gay, uh, gets the scratch card. <laughs> He's playing cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I declare. He declares gay. Uh, Becomes owner of the scratch card because it is he is now being he is uh, Frank actually said a bad word and it offends Mac. Mm-hmm. He scratches the card and he's won ten thousand yeah. dollars, which is great. And then he leaves with his ass pounder, <laughs> still gay, with ten thousand dollars. They then go as a result of the the bill. They go money stuff. That's the Frank. So Frank looks at the bill and it is. $16 short of 10 grand. Yeah. <laughs> so they go, oh, well, Mac's got the money for it, so we'll get Mac to pay for <laughs> it. And then the joke is he came out over a $16 scratch card. So I think I want to move on to, I want to talk more about Dennis's depravity. Okay. Um, as I'm a gonna, serial killer? Well, no, as a sexual deviant. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so I want to talk about the episode in season five, episode 10, also known as the Dennis system. Classic system. Classic system. Uh, quick, quick synopsis. Because he, th- uh, he likes to think of himself as a helpful sociopath, Dennis occasionally tries to explain how he's so successful with the ladies, guiding his friends through the foolproof six-part process he has called the Dennis system. Spill, uh, uh, split in t- <coughs> into six points. Demonstrate value. Sorry. You can cut this out, right? Don't. <laughs> <coughs> Demonstrate value. Engage physically. Nurture dependence, neglect emotionally, inspire hope, and then separate entirely. D E N N I S. But because Charlie, but because Charlie, Mac, and Frank uh, are who they are, each wildly misinterprets the advice. Soon, the gang ventures out into the real world with (laughs) reckless confidence and are undone by their own (laughs) idiocy. Meanwhile, Frank advocates for his own method of seduction. The Frank. The Frank. And the Mac, uh, carrying around $100 bills and Magnum condoms. I got my what, 100s? I got so, my Magnum condoms. So that women will I'm ready know to that, plow. Yeah, so that women will know that he has money and also a monster dong. <laughs> Max, Max, description of Frank, you should see him feast. He's like a mantis. <laughs> Thus, the origin of mantis. 
Also, you should call me that. Before <laughs> that, when Dennis is going through the Dennis system and it recounts basically a story of him seducing a woman who also is played by uh, his real life wife. His real life wife is the pharmacist. Yeah. When Dennis goes up to the pharmacy and says, I'm picking up a prescription from my, from my grandmother, he uses, the doc- Ill. he uses the doctor's name as Mantis Toboggan. Yes, he does. The Frank takes it as his alter ego. <laughs> Mantis. Mantis Toboggan, MD. This episode, I think, is one of the. I mean, you've, you've seen a lot of Dennis's depravity beforehand, but this is this him. Is dark. This is him describing exactly how he goes about destroying women's lives. Yeah. <laughs> he he takes them out. His, so the way that he's done this date is we go to a place that I know will be closed uh, and it's exclusive and you can't make a booking. So you have to turn up. So we turn up. It's closed. So I say we can just go and get pizza and eat it at my place. And this they, is where Matt comes this in. This is where Matt comes in. <laughs> he cut, They go into the living room. Matt says, I'm not going into my bedroom. I saw a black widow spider in there. <laughs> 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 so they eat it in their room, in Dennis's room. Uh, she says, pizza's good. Dennis says, you're the one that is good. <laughs> <laughs> and they bang. Engage uh, physically. Which is engaging physically. Dennis says this is extremely emotional for her because she is a woman, <laughs> which is incredibly offensive. <laughs> and uh, then after that, you want to nurture that dependence. And then you nurture the dependence, meaning she needs to depend on you to do stuff. So in his description, slash her tires so she needs lifts. <laughs> Maybe create an angry neighbor so that she needs you to be around all or the time. Or like, a stalker. And he phones her with a voice changer yeah. and says, I'm going to kill you, bitch. You better not leave home tonight. <laughs> Which is so messed up. And uh, then, you then you want to neglect emotionally. Neglect emotionally where you start avoiding her calls <laughs> and cancel all your plans. <laughs> uh, and, and then, then finally, you, you inspire want to hope. Inspire hope. Where he he turns up at our house again and explains that he just got scared uh, and that he really does love her. Cue the, the scene this, from Top Gun. Take the breath scene away. From Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says she thinks she's broken through my tough masculine exterior. <laughs> Until and then, you want and then, to, separate. and then they bang, which is a really good bang because she thinks she's broken him emotionally. <laughs> and then after this bang, he he leaves into the night to separate entirely. To separate entirely. Cue, cue the reactions from Mac, Frank, and Charlie. Whoa, <laughs> that that is science to a T. <laughs> the best and part he, of this is he he claims that he can get these girls back anytime he wants. Yeah, so they challenge her to go get Chris. Was her name Chrissy? No. That's Chrissy Orlando. Chrissy Orlando, sorry, yeah. No, he, they they just, just, she debets him that he can't get her back by the end of the week. Yeah, so he does that. And That's then also, about. also cue the hilarities with Matt, Charlie, and Frank trying their hardest to create their own their own systems. Yes, so Mac, Frank just has the water hundreds in the condoms. Mac has the move-in after completion. <laughs> move-in after completion. Yeah, he, he basically, <laughs> he gives them a shoulder to cry on after Dennis has left and then they bang. <laughs> 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 and charlie takes it completely the wrong way and tries to just make the waitress's life a living hell yeah. <laughs> takes rat poison in her shampoo oh, and yeah. <laughs> her hair falls out <laughs> oh. um, and then what does d do during this can't remember what d's point is i think she's just she's basically the moral i think center of it because she's basically saying you can't treat women like this yeah yeah that's completely blind for me from what D does. Is, Get is, away, bird. Is there not a thing in that? Just the whole rat poison in the hair where is it not like he's always been 
creeping into our flat, Charlie. Yeah, there's, you know, he's, he's always that's been a later in episode. And, like, does he yeah. not fuck with her plumbing as well? Yeah. That he put, he so, puts, so he puts his old hair in her sink. So that she needs someone to fix the sink. <laughs> but he does it in the wrong way that he's actually broken into her flat as well. <laughs> but then does he not fix it so that she never knows it was broken anyway? No, he attempts no? to, but it's ah. broke. He doesn't know how to. <laughs> Let's move on. Because that we, was we, could talk, we could talk about these episodes in, yeah. in such line for so long. Let's talk about uh, another early one, season four, episode four. Uh, the gang solves the gas crisis. Yes. That's a classic this episode. It's a classic one. So this is where they bring out the first... Uh, the first three between the three of them, the brains, the brawn, and the wild card. Well, yes. <laughs> so yeah. the, the synopsis of this is, the, uh, to profit from the ever-rising gasoline prices in Philadelphia, Mac, Dennis, and Charlie decide to fill several barrels with gas and attempt to sell them door-to-door. <laughs> the strategy to obtain money uh, to carry out their plan is, is to ask a bank for lo- a loan, buy copious amounts of gasoline, and then sell it to, uh, at a la- uh, later higher price. While at the bank... Their plan does not go as they thought, and when, and when the banker informs them they cannot take out a loan to purchase gas, they often do it themselves. This is also, as I said, one where they, they basically introduce the trope. The three of them are like the Ghostbusters. They're like, what are the other trio? The, the Ghostbusters. The f- what? You know, <laughs> everyone's got the group. The, the, way the, the way the group's set up. The bronze, the brain, the wild card. Max, oh, the, yeah. uh, Max the brain, Dennis is the brawn, Charles the wild card. And they quickly swap no. round. All oh, right, they quickly swap round. Yeah, they yeah, quickly yeah. Run, yeah. Uh, So like, the Ghostbusters did it. Ghostbusters Scooby Doo did, did it. Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo did it. <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what are we gonna do? Oh, we're gonna solve the gas crisis. Solve the gas crisis. What am I gonna do? Vote for the Republican blasting me in the ass, or the Democrat blasting me in the ass? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all just one massive ass blast. <laughs> <laughs> but this, yeah, this starts like an ongoing joke where the three of them are the bronze, the brain, and the wild card, wild and card. has that scene at the end where. Charlie's cut the brakes in the van. Cuts the brakes, yeah. Because <laughs> he's the wild card, bitches. <laughs> I do remember that one. I, yeah. I remember the trash crisis more, which is a mirrored uh, episode. When they get the yeah. limo. They get the limo. Yeah, yeah. I'm remembering that one more than yeah, I am I the, the, the petrol one. Okay, yeah, again, at the end of that episode, they think Char- Charlie thinks he's Charlie the wild is card. the wild card again, and <laughs> he, he attempts to cut the brakes because Mac goes, Charlie, did you cut the brakes again? And he's like, wild card, bitches, jumps out. <laughs> and he's like, did you really? No, I, we just really needed to get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I just want to reference that because I, that, the wild card then comes back into play with, with Charlie quite a lot after that. Yeah. Um, and I love the references to well, the Ghostbusters did it. Scooby-Doo did it. That's they, who we are now. Speaking of, another nice little segue. Uh, speaking of references to other movies, Mac very much enjoys Indiana Jones. In the Vaz episode where they're trapped in some guy's house. Oh, what is that episode called? I've not, I've he not, not written that he, down. He He's got, so everyone has an individual piece of Indiana Jones paraphernalia. <laughs> uh, uh, Mac has the hat. Charlie has a leather jacket and Frank has a whip. What are they look- <laughs> yeah, but they're looking for, what, is they're it looking a, vase? for a vase. But we don't know. So How- the context of the, of the episode is... We are just thrown into the situation, but we don't know how the situation began. I found it, I found it, I found it. And you find out that cho- that they found out about this vase being sold. It's it's and called, can I, can I read the synopsis? Yeah. It's, it's from season seven, episode nine, the gang gets trapped. Yeah. Um, there's a decent amount of funny stuff in this episode, apparently. I'm reading a, a weird synopsis on IMDb here. Um, so Dennis makes a speech in the bar, and you don't never hear the speech, you only hear about the speech. Mm-hmm. 
And now they're in this situation where Dennis and Dee are in a cupboard. Mac and Charlie are in the van outside and we don't know where Frank is, <laughs> but he's in the house. Here you go. So um, the episode <laughs> is centered around the, the episode is centered around breaking into and subsequently getting stuck in a family's house to steal an ancient vase. Yeah. But Charlie and Mac's battle over who gets to eat a bag of chips is the crown jewel. Um, a rare instance <laughs> <laughs> instance in which the audience is doped uh, is dropped in the middle of one of the gang's schemes left to figure out what's happening as the episode progresses the reveal at the end feels hilarious oh yeah the reveal is like, so they're trapped and you only hear the voices of the people that own the house and they think there's like because they're, they're now trapped in a house with people there and they realize and they're yeah. southern they're like texans the texans yeah uh and uh, D, uh, they're all connected through walkie-talkies. Yeah. D and Dennis are in a cupboard. D suddenly needs to pee, and Dennis is like, "You're not just gonna spray DNA everywhere." <laughs> uh, Frank turns up with a whip, and he's looking for the vase. And he thinks he's Such got he's things. got outrageous theories, <laughs> thinking they've hid the vase in a teddy, and he rips open a teddy bear that has a battery and a voice activation to it, and it's the loudest thing ever. Uh, Charlie and Mac have an argument in the van about using the walkie-talkie and then Charlie just turns up in the cupboard at one point and it's like Mac was being annoying and not yeah. letting me use the walkie so I came in He's like, how did you come in I went through the front door <laughs> I had a hustle going on you know I, I ran and then they realized this family are completely unaware of their surroundings <laughs> so instead of hiding they just decide to walk out and on the way on the way they turn to look and the southern Texan family are very Asian, <laughs> but dressed as cowboys. Dressed as cowboys. Uh, before the episode ends, however, Frank sees the vase and decides to try and whip it towards him and gets the whip out and just destroys the vase in front of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> just go, shit. It's a good episode. And then they leave. The episode, it's one of, the, yeah. one of the best quotes in there about opening a leather shop in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, a leather shop in Arizona? You'll be out of work in a week's time. <laughs> Month time. Month time. Um, or Mac wants to come in as a Swedish plumber because that's what Indy would do. <laughs> I'm a Swedish plumber. <laughs> We're here to fix your plumbing. <laughs> that's that's good. That's a good accent. Indiana Jones. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Um, and about so a lot of the episodes span, like I said beforehand, a lot of the jokes carry on to different episodes and different seasons. One of the best episodes, um, called D. Reynolds Shaping America's Youth. It's all about D going back to school and becoming a, a drama teacher. Uh, the subplot to that episode is uh, Dennis, Mac, and Charlie arguing over the moral rights about blackface in Hollywood. Yeah. And about whether or not it's okay <laughs> to Is it better to up. do blackface yeah. or just do black voice? This yeah. is... Uh, right, uh, so I'm, <laughs> which I'm, are both <laughs> really bad. <laughs> I'm going to talk about episode nine of season nine, which is called The Guy Makes Leave of Weapon Six. Yeah. So my synopsis for this is back in season six, the episode D. Reynolds Shaping America's Youth which features a long sequence where D shows the gang's sloppy, possibly racist whole movie version of Lethal Weapon 5 to high school students. Um, this oh, week, yeah, because the, the kid dressed up as a clown in school. Ju um, juggalo, bitch. A juggalo. Juggalo. This, um, so the, uh, Lethal Weapon 5 featuring an ongoing dispute about blackface in movies. Three years later, um, Sonny devoted an entire episode to the sequel of that sequel, uh, seen in snippets as Mac and Dennis's screen footage for potential movie investors happens. So there's a high level of conceptual difficulty going on here with viewers asked to imagine what was happening behind the scenes that make the finishing the finished film so shitty. 
Uh, some of it can be blamed on its creators using hang-ups like Mac's inability to grasp why putting on blackface, but, but why doing blackface intimidating Danny Glover is a bad thing. <laughs> uh, but mostly it's exactly the nonsensical action uh, you'd expect from the couple, a couple beer-drinking guys raised in Hollywood blockbusters who just want to film their own version of yeah. Lethal Weapon. They take turn about as well, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, this is based on a previous episode where Sweet D, uh, Shaping America's Youth, where you see the first yeah. black, black-faced version of, um, of Mac, Mac yeah. dressed up as Danny Glover <laughs> and Dennis doing a really good Mel Gibson I impression. Know you do, pal. <laughs> and, yeah, Dennis's impression of Mel Gibson is very Australian instead because he is he is originally Australian, but also in the and first has turned American. But also the first two, I went back and watched. Lethal Weapon. Weapon he's very ago. Australian in those. Yeah, movies. He, but yeah. he tries to be American, but that's yeah. the joke. Like he couldn't put an American accent on. Yeah. And Dennis's thing is, well, let's just make him Australian. Why don't I get invited to this party? All right, Rog. <laughs> <laughs> I love a Rog. Uh, yeah, very good. I I prefer. I I like the second episode of. I like Lethal Weapon 6 because it is just an episode of that Entirely movie, based on that. Rather than the end of the episode. I, I reckon they got so Lethal much Weapon. good feedback from the first version of it going, we just want to see more of the Lethal yeah. Weapon stuff. Yeah. So they do a whole episode based on Lethal Weapon stuff. And the the only time that they swap is the shower scene. <laughs> oh, because yeah. Max black paint starts coming off his face. <laughs> <laughs> the shower. And then they, they suddenly just switch characters. But there's also like in in like gross shots of guys' asses in the shower just yeah. for no reason. <laughs> Mac gets a butt double. <laughs> a big black ass. Uh, and they, they reference the old episode where they say, is it the character switching? Because our audience has come to... Uh, come to they have know this of us. We, yeah. we do this a lot. Yeah. And yeah, very, very good. And then he's just suddenly... They've just swapped roles for the rest of the movie. <laughs> um, Charlie plays the weird swedish twin the weird swedish twin with blonde blonde hair and the way that they've done this if they they've taken a picture of charlie looking at himself in a mirror but they've but they've taken that he's like leaning on the mirror looking at himself <laughs> so clever <laughs> so yeah. like, looks like two brothers <laughs> <laughs> identical twins back to back and frank plays the villain who's called chief lazarus chief lazarus who literally rises from the dead <laughs> rises from the dead and the whole idea of this episode is they're looking for a financial backer that isn't frank because what Frank wants to put in the movie is a full penetration sex scene. <laughs> 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 Which you see in the original episode where Frank is just banging some hot chick. Yeah. And it's very... You don't see it, but you hear... Gross. And you see everyone's reaction. And everyone's reaction is just kind of... God. Very good. Classic episode. Um, what about the episode, a very early episode, season two, episode three, Dennis and Dee go on welfare? <laughs> Classic. Did we get it to the crack? Did you get it to the crack? <laughs> so Dennis and Dee go on welfare <laughs> exemplifies what the series would become at this stage once the plotting got like a lot more naughtier and the social commentary started to happen. So they started making like jokes on what was like current trends. Yeah. Uh, Dennis and Dee discover that they can make more money from government benefits um, because <laughs> but because they need to be on drugs and they need to have drugs in their blood system to maximize their payout, uh, they smoke a little bit of crack and soon become very addicted. Uh, they wake up one morning and it's been like seven yeah. days. <laughs> Squan- they squander all their cash they've earned on drugs. It's the kind of premise the show would return to again and again, uh, the comedy of worst case scenarios. It's one of those jokes that ends up coming up. When Matt puts on weight, he's talking to Dan. It's like, what, what would you really want right now? What do you want? And this is like five seasons later. Yeah. Crack. Just crack. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say like pizza or chimichangas. <laughs> no, I want crack. I want crack. <laughs> I've never had crack. Dude, you are going to <laughs> love it. <laughs> There's a scene where they try and mong. <laughs> Max like insulating himself, <laughs> insulating, <laughs> stabbing himself with a needle. There's a scene where they're uh, trying to uh, convince like uh, the police that D's a retarded person. And he's, she's wearing No, a they're trying backwards. to convince the welfare, uh, welfare lady. Office. She puts she's on like, a bicycle helmet, helmet backwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Dennis's, oh. Dennis's line is, Hi, I'm a recovering crack addict. This is my retarded sister. We'd like some welfare, please. <laughs> <laughs> and Dee just goes, Oh. <laughs> gives a wee smile. It's so wrong. And that, what I like of the, the, the two parts of the gang, Mike and Charlie and Dennis and Dee, they're going down this spiral of being addicted to crack and living on the streets. Charlie, uh, Frank, to hide his assets, has given all his money to Charlie. So Charlie has Frank's credit card details. Yeah. And Mac and Charlie start living the high life, mm. yeah. ordering top hats and suits and limos. <laughs> yeah. And they go past <laughs> Dean and Dennis at one point, and they're like, this is where the joke comes from. They're on the, on the floor in the street, and they go, do you have any money? We, we just need some crack. We need some crack. And then Mike <laughs> and Charlie's reaction is, did we get addicted to crack? Rub it in their face. Put the window up and drive away. One of the one of the highest rated episodes on IMDb is Charlie McDennis, The Game of Games. Oh, what a game. This is season seven, episode seven. So when the gang have no plans on a gloomy day, no puzzles, no puzzles, they no decide puzzles. to stay at the bar. <laughs> no they decide to spend the day in the bar they own and play a board game they devise called Charlie McDennis. The game consists of three levels of intensive drinking, a 15-minute timer, and idiotic but com- comedic remarks made by both teams slagging each other off. Game pops up twice, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah they have a second Charlie episode. Charlie McDennis 2, Electric Boogaloo. Is that like the last season? Yeah, it was the last yeah. season that came out. That, so this game, like I know people that have actually re uh, have, have made the game boards and made their own version of Charlie McDennis. That is so dangerous. Cookie and Neil, shout out to Cookie if you listen to this, have made their own Charlie McDennis board. How is he not dead yet? <laughs> it's, it's harsh. They drink a lot of booze during that game. Nope. I'm all right. Don't worry. I think they, I don't think they've invested I like in my a, liver. I don't yeah. think they've invested in a dog a dog cage yet. But no. <laughs> shut up, dog. Shut up, dog. Um, so what is the what is this game? So it's split into three parts. Um, each have a team of their own. Does Frank join a team? Frank joins the. Joins um. Charlie. So their team names. Charlie and Matt. Their team names are. Mac Mac and Charlie's team is called. Uh, I can't remember. Because they've got the wee, they've got the wee um, yeah, totems as well. Yeah, so they? the golden geese is D and <laughs> the golden Dennis. geese. The golden <laughs> the golden geese? And I can't remember. They're like they're like two Irish men. They're like two uh, leprechauns remember. with a pot of gold, aren't they? Yeah. But they remember. don't like their name and they don't like the picture, so they decide to have Frank in their team and change their name. But I can't remember what it is. I can't remember what the name is. But the game is split into three sections. The first section is puzzles. Puzzles. Puzzles and. Do you not have it written down? No. No. Sorry. <laughs> Great. Uh, the first one is, it's like mind, soul, and body, I think. So the first level is mind. Mind, yeah. And it is trivia and puzzles. The second one is soul. Not mind, body, soul. Mind is body. And it is stuff like the darts challenge or, uh, and uh, like a physical challenge. Yeah. And then soul is where you berate D or you berate someone <laughs> for like an hour straight until they cry, which, <laughs> which their story goes that we berated that bitch for an hour and we didn't crack her 
But afterwards, she cried for a year straight. (laughs) (laughs) I just read like an online review trying to find out how the game split up. And I found a review on Belcher that says, um, uh, Charlie McDennis contains one of the funniest scenes in the show's entire existence. From Frank, who's in a dog cage in brackets, you'll get it when you see it. Asked to have the cage put on the bar so we can see what the gang's up to. To which Dennis replies, shut up, dog, and throws a beer in his face. (laughs) (laughs) And in order, this is the funny thing. That the reason he's in a cage is because uh, he picks up the card that says, Do not pass go. Oh no, go to jail. Go to jail. Go to jail. And he was like, All right, all right, I'll go to jail, put our pieces in jail. And he was like, Oh no. You go in there. <laughs> it's a dog cage. <laughs> and in order to get out of jail, you have to get to the next level oh. or eat an entire cake. Yeah. But it is the ingredients of a cake. So it is raw eggs, <laughs> flour, milk. milk. <laughs> uh, and he ends up doing it. He yeah. eats the ingredients, comes out. But by that time, they're in, uh, Dennis and Dee are already in level three. Yeah. Mac, and Dennis, Mac and Charlie are still in level one. And... Frank has discovered that Dennis and Dee have cheated for when he throws the beer in his face and says, shut up, dog. dog. He tastes that the beer is not beer, it's water. So when when they progress through the levels, the alcohol progresses. So it goes beer, then it goes wine, and then it goes hard liquor. So Dennis and Dee should be on whiskey. And Frank finds a loophole where he spills a drink, and that's a rule that's broken, which means if a player spills his or her drink he or she has to drink the other opponent's drinks yeah and then that's when they discover that they've been cheating and then they get to level three and they've never been to level three before uh and the timer goes off yeah and the timer's never gone off and they go through the rule book and they decide they find out that oh yeah when we were writing the rules to this we got really bored so at the end, we just decided that if there was a draw, you just flip a coin. <laughs> and then uh, Tails never fails. Tails never fails. And then there's such a hope in Mac and Charlie's face when the coin is flipped. They don't win, do they? They don't no, win. Yeah. They never win. Um, so yeah, it's one of the highest rating episodes in IMDb. There's also uh, one, the, one, the other one that's rated just as high. We need to talk about season four. Episode. This will be the last one. Last one? Yeah. Okay. Season four, episode five and six. It's called Mac and Charlie Die. That's a great episode. So one of my favorite scenes. It's, a du- it's one of the few double double episodes split over yeah. two episodes. So literally an hour long. Um, one storyline revolves around Mac and Charlie clumsily faking their own deaths to try and elude Mac's recently paroled dad, whom they claim has threatened to rape them so hard the room would stink. <laughs> He's going to rape me so hard. What was it? You're just going to stink of rape and, yeah. and your shit's going to stink of rape. <laughs> the other plot concerns the discovery of a glory hole in the pub's men's room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which sets Dennis and Frank on a desperate quest to have anonymous sex with strangers. <laughs> the supersized episode bounces from one well executed set piece to another. An eyes wide shot-esque <laughs> orgy, a pathetic fun- uh, fake funeral, and a climactic moment when Dennis tries to use the bathroom's new accoutrement. Uh, the single image of a penis shadow thrusting... Oh, yeah. Thrusting towards Frank's face <laughs> neatly summarizes the show. This is the tale of five people who take blind chances and mostly end up screwing each other. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's a lot of funny scenes in this show that I can think of at the top of my head where they get Frank takes him to the, the orgy, orgy, which is like eyes wide shut. It's a total eyes, rip off yeah. from eyes wide shut. 
and there's and a buffet. They in. knock on the door, and the guy <laughs> goes, "What's the password?" And Frank goes, "Orgy." <laughs> <laughs> the password is, and there's a buffet. This there's a fat man who doesn't even have a mask on. <laughs> yeah, but like Frank's more. Frank goes, he's got a good. He's got a good. Yeah, I can't eat with this mask on. Frank so he takes his mask off. Frank's more interested at the buffet. Yeah, Dennis is interested in anonymous sex. He then because Mac is supposedly dead, he gets a new roommate who is a German man, who. He, I know what you want, yes? You want Xenominous sex with the American girls. <laughs> uh, and he brings over these like really attractive American girls yeah. who are in nothing but underwear. And Max sees this from the window and he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Life is better now that we're dead. <laughs> uh, they bring them back to the bar. And this is where the glory hole happens. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um... And yeah, Dennis wants anonymous sex and he finds this German man who's European. And obviously, apparently we have this Crazy reputation European, of being yeah. s- s- more sexual than Americans. Proper Europeans, not yeah, British people. Not British people. Uh, but another one with Mac and Charlie being dead, uh, which is another blooper, I'd probably say, that they've kept in the show. Where because they've been pretending to be dead, Charlie's not being eating well or not as well. He's malnourished. Malnourished. Yeah. His teeth start falling out. Yeah. And he's just pulling them out like super easily. And they're on top of the bar <laughs> cooking sausages. Yeah. And Charlie goes, there's away. another one. And Max says, you won't be able to eat the sausages if you keep pulling your teeth down. And then Charlie goes, I'll suck it down. <laughs> Immediately after that line, Rob McElhenney loses it and starts <laughs> laughing his head off. <laughs> and the scene swaps so quickly. And I love that they've kept that in. <laughs> That's really good. I'll suck it down. Right. Some some notable mentions that we didn't get to. Um, let's talk about the, the skiing episode. Yes. We, oh, we won't the go into depth one. about it. Yeah, it's, it's a basically, what have I got written down? Based on an eight. Ba- it almost reminds me of Hot Tub Time Machine. Well, yeah, it's like quite possibly the most <laughs> South bizarre. South Park too. And South Park, yeah. Standorsh. Quite possibly the most bizarrely specific episode of the show. South Park have an episode like this as well. Yeah. Um, the gang hits the slopes. It's both a parody and tribute to the unseen 1991 comedy Ski School, going as far as to cast the film star Dean Cameron as the parody sexual deviant Drisco. Ah. The entire episode plays an homage. Party Mountain! Yeah. The entire episode. <laughs> Never stop partying! <laughs> Never stop partying! The entire episode plays homage to 80s ski culture and movies. And includes Ma- and includes Mac insisting on skiing whilst wearing the famous duster jacket because he looks badass. Duster, the duster. Oh, that's uh, almost like a B character. There's also the <laughs> high school reunion episode, season twelve and thirteen of season With the seven. Freight train. We episode. find out Rob Mac's name is Ronald McDonald. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's during uh, it's also during the arc of Fat Mac. Yes. Yeah. Fat Mac. We yes. didn't talk about that at all. No. Nope. That's Ma- a great Mac. We can do that in another sunny special episode if people enjoyed this. Yeah. Sure. I just, so yeah. What was it reported in? 2011, um, Rob McElhenney had gained 50 pounds in the past six months. McElhenney stated that he noticed characters from other sitcoms get better looking as the series progressed because the budgets got bigger, and that means they more, were more makeup people. And they were, yeah, yeah. Uh, McElhenney, McElhenney wanted his character to do the opposite. Co-star Glenn Harrison started referring to the character Mac as Fat Mac. When McElhenney asked if he could be called Big Mac, Harrison said that he would call him Big Fat Mac. it's very good we can talk about we can do a mac special yeah we'll do that with lloyd next time um yeah i've got so many stuff on here that we didn't talk about um that we could that's a game we're over time we're over time anyway um eddie you enjoyed the episode i've had fun 
Are you excited for season 13 of Sunny? Yeah. Um, I probably feel like I'm going to have to go back and watch a fair bit of Sunny now. Yeah. Sometimes talking about it puts you in the mood. Definitely. Yeah, I'm totally in the mood now. I want to go watch. I'm looking forward to one. having Mac being very gay and has had another body change where he is absolutely jacked totally now. Yeah, because, well, like, <laughs> I suppose that's another line, but... And I like the fact... That I like to think that the fact is he's finally been able to achieve his... Uh, image of god <laughs> by coming out as gay and now that he is yeah it's like comfortable the, with himself his body has allowed him to become a muscle-bound freak it's <laughs> gonna be like the first season where he's properly gonna be like properly jacked yeah, yeah. cool i mean I've, I've seen some promo adverts with him on it and there was that gay pride yeah photo. The, the photos of him at gay pride looking looking ripped. huge yeah yeah it's insane um right so for roughly the last hour and a half you've been listening to kettlehood everybody the podcast where we talk fun stuff like movies tv shows and video games with the odd celebrity impression thrown in there slash always sunny in philadelphia impression today uh if you like the episode please subscribe to the podcast on itunes spotify or soundcloud we post every monday morning at 8 a.m just in time for your commute i am the golden god signing off i am the brawn apparently you're the brawn and the brains, Eddie today. Eddie tonight will be our the wild, wild card. card, wild card, wild card. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. Eddie. Bye. Have fun. Enjoy work. <laughs> Don't work too hard. Gross. It's Friday soon. <laughs> it's Monday. <laughs>